Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, although it was a short week because of the Martin Luther, yeah, because of the Martin Luther King holiday, we thought, man, it'll be quick. Yeah, but a lot happened this week, so we brought in Ivy this morning to kind of break it all down for us. It's now Ivy in the permanent chair because it's getting ready for legislative session. It is. Good morning. morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this week, probably one of the biggest stories was Senator Adam Pugh, the Education Committee Chair, held a press conference. Right. And there were a lot of people, um, if I'm honest, me included, that was a bit concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, he Adam Pugh doesn't have press conferences as a rule. He doesn't roll out agendas as a rule. And I had actually been to an event and spoken to several House members, including the education chairs over there, and they had no idea about it. So we were really, really wondering what, what he would talk about. And we were so encouraged by what we saw. Lots His, of good, lots of good stuff. It there. is a, a lot of good stuff. Paid maternity leave. Uh, and and we talked yesterday about how many people didn't know that teachers didn't already have paid maternity leave. And I think there's a, you know, schools are different than, mm-hmm. than private sector for sure, but even than state employees because it's it's different per district. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dis- different uh, local associations bargain different things. Mm-hmm. Um, you have those 20 days that are statutorily, if you've used all your leave, you can pay just the sub. You're only yeah. docked the amount of the sub. So it's really odd the way uh, sick leave, maternity leave, t- things like that are are done out there. So if we could. Um, what what has it changed act- over the bazillion years of education in Oklahoma is a standard for maternity leave. It has always been the standard is. Six weeks. Right. If you have a C-section, it's eight weeks. Right. I don't know who set that standard a long time ago, but they have never met a mama that has just had a baby. Sure. At six weeks, you're not even be able to hold your eyes open. <laughs> well, so and, and we don't think of teaching as being a, a manual labor mm-hmm. job, but being on your feet all day long mm-hmm. uh, with a tiny one at home and, and sleep yeah, deprivation, deprivation and all of those things, uh, we're not at our best yet, yeah. for sure. Um, I'm not sure we are at a year yet either, <laughs> yeah. but you know, that's a whole nother, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole nother issue. So, so pay raises were in there, uh, both recruiting, uh, young or new teachers to their profession, mm-hmm. regardless of their age, um, at 40,000, uh, some districts do that, but a lot do not. Uh, we still have so many districts that are on the state minimum, which is 31, six or 36, 36, 36, 36 one. <laughs> sorry. One dollar. Um, <laughs> So, so that would be uh, a recruitment and then yeah. uh, retention, uh, really looking at uh, some of those bands, you know, five years, 10 years, things like that at, at really putting significant raises more than just the three to $500 yeah. step that they currently get. So really, really good stuff. And, and none of the, none of the things we are afraid of. Yeah. Looking at his plan, one of the things I noticed, these are what our priorities have been over the last decade, what we've been talking about over the last decade about recruiting and retaining, and most importantly, investing in our kids' future. And it and it does those. Um, was there anything that surprised you? You know, it, what surprised me is when he, you know, he, he kind of broke it down by 
by categories, recruitment, retention, reward, reform. And you hear that word reform and, you know, it, it can very easily mean change for Mm -hmm. good. I mean, it it should mean change for good, but Mm -hmm. so many times uh, folks that are not public ed fans use it to mean we have to change the way we do things. And, And he didn't do that at all. He said, let's quit grading schools on that A through F report card. Let's quit grading schools on things they can't control like attendance. Mm-hmm. We, we can't go get them out of bed. We can't make parents yeah. get kids to school and, and families may have some other challenges. So let's do a climate survey. And we've been asking for that. We for have how been. Long? We have been asking for I, an alternative. I, went, <gasps> I know. <laughs> I was so excited by that because like you said, Catherine, these are things that, that OEA has been saying for a long time. So we were really uh, excited. Uh, there are some, there are some on there that, that we would have questions about. And I think he was very honest in his, uh, presentation and, and to questions from, from the press that this is his plan, mm-hmm. right? He said that many times, this is Adam Pugh's plan after talking to who he called stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so parents and, and, folks that he knows. He, he didn't come to 200 us. 200 superintendents. Right. Lots of superintendents. Yeah. Um, he didn't come to us and that's okay, but he's talking to teachers. Mm-hmm. That I mean, as mm-hmm. long as he's talking to folks that are doing this every day, I think that's what's really important. But um, when you talk about the cost of this, was it 541 million? That's exactly right. Um, he, he said, you know, my first my first conversation will need to be Roger Thompson because he knows the budget better than anyone. So, you know, I think um, while this is encouraging, and I think they were both honest, he and his two brand new freshman senator vice chairs were very honest about, it probably won't look like this. This is Mm -hmm. a starting place. This is a conversation starter. But nowhere in his plan do we see vouchers, do we Mm -hmm. see defunding anything? And so that's really... I I mean, every every step along the way, I was just kind of holding my breath going, okay, what's... Now, this is, you know, when you're like, oh, here's a bunch of really good stuff and you know something's coming. Right. And I just kept waiting for it. And I was like, I was so surprised and to a pleasantness. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we were able to, to, um, I say close out the week. We haven't closed out the week. We're still here. Um, but we were able to kind of, uh, take a breath before, all the bills rolled in. Uh, we got a text this morning saying okay. all the bills have been loaded. Now that just means bill numbers. So they're still trickling in. Language is still trickling in. But we saw. I think it was 3,000 plus. 3,075 total bills. bills. Total. Total bills. Not so, just total education bills. No. no total oh, total bills. Total bills. <laughs> I was gonna Catherine, really, I would be crying right I now. I would not really be on this podcast. You guys, I was just going to go right now and get you whatever Starbucks. We're going back to bed if that's the case. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So traditionally, you know, a percentage of those are education bills. And so I'm sure with that, that we will see that again. Education is a hot, hot topic. Everyone has been to school. Mm-hmm. Many people are parents. And so I think outside of a lot of areas everyone seems to have an idea of how to fix education and there are no silver bullets, right? There are no magic. There's nothing Mm -hmm. to sprinkle on it to make it all better. Is there room for improvement? Absolutely. We all agree with that. Um, I know we're kind of accused of being the ones to say no to any kind of change. And and I don't think that that's the case. I, we just, um, Oh, sounds negative to say we've been burned before, but I will say unintended consequences have, have, rolled out before that, that I don't think, uh, folks 
have have thought about. So we do want to think through them thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. We want to, um, you know, have good conversations with big schools, with small schools, with administrators, with teachers, with you know our aspiring ed students on on many of these topics. Not just uh, Senator Pugh's plan, but but many of these bills that are filed to to think through: Can we make it better? Can we tweak mm-hmm. it? Is it great already? I mean, I, I, and I think we'll see all those answers. You know, what's interesting about his plan, and I think people may not realize this, this is multiple bills. This isn't like one bill package. And so I can't remember, like, what do you, I estimated, would you say 15 bills? 20? A whole bunch? I mean, literally counting. I know, 13. 13. <laughs> 13 bills that you have to make go through this process sure. That is messy, and every every step along the way, it's a hurdle. Sure, and and I think to that, uh, a couple of years ago, um, they added citizenship test. Yeah, mm-hmm. and part of that deal was supposed to be removing the U.S. history test. Yeah, the whole idea was to get a test that that folks in the building thought was a better representation, right? We're still going to teach us history, but that bill didn't go through. So now we have two. And so, you know, yeah. we've, we've spent years trying to get away from the expensive, not so helpful tests in our education expert opinions. And um, now we have two. And so yeah. I, I just think that's, unless you live it and, mm-hmm. and kind of walk through these processes, it's hard to, um, I get a lot of frustrated emails. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you yeah. know what this is? Yes, yes, I do, and 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 I do want you to know. Here was the conversation. Yeah. It was supposed to be a trade off, and that one didn't quite get through. And so uh, we are not making deals. I don't want it to sound like we're making deals, but deals are being made. Yeah, mm-hmm. how's yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> I I also think it's important, just like the scale of what we're what we have to go through. So on Tuesday, when we do our kind of like, let's see how many bills have been filed. There's about 700 bills that have been filed. And so I think that we have what, I don't know, 3,000 minus 700 that we're now going to have to go through. Somebody was really busy. There was a lot of busy people the last (laughs) couple days and that will be us as we go through all that. But I think it's also important to remember when you have 3,000 bills, it's so much easier for the media or individuals to pick a story on a bill that is probably not going to go anywhere, but is will get everyone really frustrated. Sensationalized. Sensational. Mm-hmm. That's great. And so I, as we go through this, you know, a lot of people will, hey, what are we going to do about this bill? Because I'm mad about it. And you're like, okay, that was one of three thousand, and that's a that's a headline getter. Yeah. And I'm Those with are you. press releases. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I don't like it, but we're doing the real work you know, to identify bills that are really going to help our educators mm-hmm. and improve educational outcomes for our students. This feels like almost 1017-ish where there here is this big plan sure. that that has those positive reforms in there. Sure. And has the the pay. Um I, I'm sad that there wasn't anything for support professionals in that bill. Or that that plan. Correct. Correct. You know, um and and then OEA kind of has a slate of bills. Mm-hmm. We we have requested a pay uh, support pay um, bill uh, with Representative Ronnie John, same as last year, and he is really excited about trying to push it further. He was told last year it wasn't the year, so maybe this will be the magic year. And he right? will be on our show today. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, 
you know, we, we've got uh, lots of other pay bills out there. Uh, Adam Pugh is not the only one that is that is realizing that we've got to make some positive changes. We're going to have to really, really invest to compete with other mm-hmm. states to make sure our kids have the same opportunities all kids have. So, you know, there are some, I'm going to, I'm processing that bad bills. I'm, I narrowed mm-hmm. it down to the word bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some of those and mm-hmm. we are going to see headlines. There are some voucher bills, but uh, surprisingly, Greg Treat, the pro tem of the Senate, who who has really been the champion for vouchers, I'd say the largest champion, the most powerful champion uh, outside of the governor, and he did not bring a voucher bill. Some of his colleagues did, and and I'm sure he'll get behind those. Mm-hmm. But but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, that doesn't mean I mean he's the pro tem of the Senate, so he can bring it to the budget process. He yeah. can you know he can do it in some different ways. But I thought that was interesting that he didn't file one up front. So we will see some of those, and I guess I would ask that we you know, try to look at it as a comprehensive mm-hmm. and a, and a really multi-step process. Let's yeah. don't, let's don't burn it down the first yeah. week. And, you know, we still, we still need votes. We still yeah. need uh, hopefully collaboration. Yeah. Uh, in need collaboration across chambers. Absolutely. Cause I don't, I don't think that that happened. You know, I say this every year and I say it to, to many groups that I get in front of the divide is way less Democrat Republican mm-hmm. as is, House Senate or rural urban mm-hmm. in many cases. And mm-hmm. so um, there's there's so many moving parts. And uh, I'm hoping by the end of next week, possibly the beginning of the next week, we'll have updated on our website uh, a, a list of, I mean, there will probably be anywhere from 400 to 800 education bills. We will not put on our website every single one of those. We will we will have those, and in, in, uh, at any time, you're welcome to reach out to Ellen, Tyler, or I to to uh, get details on a bill. Mm-hmm. But we'll put out a, a list of a hundred ish is what we try to kind of narrow that priority list down to. It's just um, it's real tough to to wrangle any more than that. So Ivy, I have so many process questions in my little brain, which is scary. Um, so this is the we're starting a new two-year cycle, right? Correct. correct. Okay, so no holdover bills. Right, no carryovers, a fresh slate. All these bills are brand new. Okay, and so then when you say they filed a bill, does it have all the language, is it required to have every bit of language in there or does it, can it just be like a placeholder? So um, the House and Senate have different rules. Mm. The House has what we call shell bills. Okay. And it'll say, it's going to be about this. Maybe it'll say it's going to be about testing okay. or it's about funding or mm-hmm. whatever. And it won't have, a, you know, the bulk of anything. Uh, the Senate doesn't have that rule. So theirs are supposed to have language. But we know every bill changes. Very few bills make it all the way through mm-hmm. the process without edits, without modification. So the answer is yes and no. Okay. Um uh, you know, it'll go through the committee process, right. and and many times it gets uh, modified in committee, and and once it gets through its house of origin, say a, a a house member is the one that wrote the bill, then they're looking for a senate author. That senate author may say, "I like the idea, but I kind of want to tweak it," or, mm-hmm. you know, someone like me might come to them and have an idea. Hey, would you be willing to do this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, let's work together. Something like that. So, um, you know. Many will change, but on the House, they'll change probably more so than Senate. Right. Okay. That That's almost not just, I didn't know if they had to have like 
so for all the bills that Pew had are all the details in there that we can really look at and uh, I will say, it, I think I won't. I don't want to put words in Adam Pugh's mouth, but I think even he would say these. Are, this is as fleshed out as I know right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I still think he would say that he's open to working with stakeholders and uh, collaborating. Right. And you know, he'll have to find a house author, and then that person will have to agree. And more than likely, there will be some tweaks. Yeah. So, so yes, it's fleshed out, but then still open for okay. modifications. Okay. Well, we are excited that you will be joining us on Fridays to walk us through that entire process week after week. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us this morning, Ivy. Thanks for having me. Well, this morning, we are thrilled to be joined by Representative Ronnie Johns from Ada. Good morning, Representative Johns. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Now, Representative, is it Ada or Ada City? It's, um, I didn't hear you. It, it's Ada, Pontotoc County. Right. Okay. But the, but the, but the school district is Ada, is it, they go it by is. like Ada, Ada City? Ada City schools. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I big time down there in Ada. Yeah. I, I don't know the history of that. I guess that's <laughs> what they got going from the get go, I guess. So. <laughs> well, and Representative Johns, you were elected in 2018 right correct yes and and what made you decide to run um well to be honest I um way back in high school at being America um my dad was my history teacher he taught me well yeah he taught me Oklahoma history and then uh, I had him for U.S. history and then my senior year as an elective, I took government and um, kind of started in some of those earlier years, but especially when I started, when I had his government class, um, just kind of fell in love with the whole government thing, the representative government and that kind of thing. And and even said then that at some point, you know, I think I might like to like to run for office. And actually then I was more interested in the, say, the U.S. House. Uh, that has since gone away. <laughs> back. Um, but and, and so, so from a pretty early age there, I, I guess in high school, I, I've always had the desire to run. And so, then when it came around 2018, uh, Todd Thompson was um, he was terming out. And so I started thinking about it then, and um, I was at retirement age, you know, and so I thought, well, um, I might as well try now. And Ada Ada City Schools, uh, Superintendent Mike Anderson was nice enough to let me continue as principal as I ran for office, uh, just in case I wasn't successful and, you know, I'd still have a job. And so uh, it put them in a bind when I was elected, but I appreciate the fact that they were let, they let me hang on. So, um, so, and so did you, what did you, what did kinda, you teach? Pardon me? What'd you teach? I taught American history, eighth grade. I was, yeah. I, was in, <laughs> I was at the junior high forever. And <laughs> hey, you know, years ago, you know, years, years ago, you know, they have those Facebook quizzes or whatever, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And, it, and one of them, it said, what age are you really or something? I don't know. I thought, well, I'll take that. I came out at 14. <laughs> and so I thought, hey, that's what I need to do. That's why I fit in it so well. And quite honestly, it's still, it, it's still valuable <laughs> being where I am now. Some of those things. It is a special. I'm telling you, one of the first things, one of the first things we dealt with um, was cell phone policy and dress code. (laughs) One of my first caucus meetings. I looked at, I looked at whoever I said, it's probably bank here. And I said, I really thought I'd never have to sit in a meeting where (laughs) dress code and cell phones. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. and, And you know, and so, and with the, with the things that, the things that were going on with our schools back in those days, that's, that's kind of, that, all of that together prompted me to run. So, you know, uh, Representative, it's been so exciting to watch you through your uh, legislative career since 2018, mainly because you have been a champion uh, for public education during this whole journey. You're, you haven't waived one dime. I mean, you, you have steadfast. And, and we're so appreciative of that. And the bills that you've been able to run um, are so important. So I know you have several. What do you, what do you have for this session? Well, um, four education bills this session. The first one is House Bill 2412. And that is the 6% pay raise for every support employee. Um, just to be honest with you, I wished I'd a shot for a little higher. That's what I filed last year, and it didn't get didn't get heard, didn't get a hearing. Um, kind of wish I'd have shot higher, but didn't. But hopefully, we can get that we can get that across the finish line uh, this year. Yeah. I know there's an appetite for that among my colleagues, so uh, hopefully, we can get that done. House Bill twenty four thirteen um, is a charter school bill that says the EMO or the education education management organization has to be a nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then if the, if the school's currently charter school's currently in a, a for-profit contract, uh, then at the end of that contract, they would move to a nonprofit. So um, excited about that. There, there are still things we need to do to tighten up our, our charter school mm-hmm. policy to make sure we don't have another epic situation. And uh, I know Epic has done a great job to move to move away from that, and I'm so appreciative of, of their board and their, um, you know, their superintendent and things uh, for doing those. And then I refiled Speaker McCall's charter school bill from 2021. Uh, it's House Bill 2414, um, and it does a lot of things, actually. Um, and then the last one that I have is House Bill 2415, which is a four-day school week. Um, schools can't go less than 155 days to get in their 1,080 hours. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I thought it was a shame this year when, you know, we we won't get in too much in the weeds, but long story short, you know, we had six or seven four-day school weeks meet the criteria, the criteria right. that was in place, and they all got denied. 
mm-hmm. um, just because our state school board doesn't like four day school weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I'm glad to hear that. So, do you think that will putting it at 155? I think that's what you said. Will that help those those districts that 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 appealed last year that got denied? Do you think they can get their? Are they going to be able to fit within that 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 timeline that you have? Um, man, yeah, it would. They will. I hope so. Um, you know, I, I work with a couple of groups on that, and so they seem to think this was the best. You know, and, and I think I think Senator Bullard filed one as well. There are I several. Seen, I haven't seen his, and I'm and maybe uh, Senator Garvin. Yes, she did yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, and so. You know, hopefully, what I'd like to do is obviously all of us come together and say, "Hey, what's which one you think we can get across the finish line, and and which one's best?" And and maybe it, it may be one person, or it may be a combination of them all. You know, and it quite honestly doesn't matter to me whose name's on it. It let's let's just get it done. Uh, you know, the big buzzword is that parents knows parents know best so if if a community's parents think this is the best for their kids then why can't we do it so anyway yeah so one of the things I mean coming from um, the classroom and as an administrator you come into the capital I mean were there anything that like so we talk a lot about this process you know where you start a bill and where it finishes was right. there anything that like has surprised you or you've learned over the last few years in, in pushing bills? A lot of things I've learned. Um, you know, I, I pretty much knew the process, you know what I mean? As far as mm-hmm. the bill starting with an idea, goes to committees, got to get out of committee, got to go to the floor, got to go to the other side, knew all that process. Um, I guess, <laughs> I don't know that, the, you know, I kind of get tickled when they talk about a bill deadline because there's no such thing. Yeah. 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 It can come back at any time. Yeah. They can come back at any time. Uh, We can shuck a bill and put new language in it. Yeah. So, you know, that was surprising to me. Um, It's also, I think that process. Well, Hey, it's also surprising that, you have a super majority in both houses and have the governor and sometimes it's difficult <laughs> for, yeah. for all of us to agree to agree. <laughs> so that, that was surprising as well. So I'm going to, I'm going to put you on a spot here. Okay. Um, last year, uh, the house was so, uh, it was so helpful about their staunch opposition to vouchers and um, you, gosh, we were like, yes, that's our go cube. Is that is that same appetite this year about um, not you know not no but no on vouchers with a house? Um, since I'm hesitating, that probably tells you. <laughs> um, like I said, I didn't want to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. I just. Um, I would say this, I I think just an all out voucher with no protection uh, of our rural schools and things, 
then yes, I think that I think there's a staunch no there. Um, mm -hmm. But but if you know from from the word from what you know kind of the word on the street or the word in that building, if there's some protections put around rural schools and 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 you know my my question is how about suburban schools? But you know um, that there might be some type of appetite. So we'll see where it goes. Um, of course, I, I looked at the bill that was filed and that kind of thing. And then I also know there's another bill filed to, to protect small schools in that. I don't know if y'all looked at that or not, but um, anyway, it'll, it, it'll be, it, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out. Yeah. That, so that it will be. Yeah. It will be. It's it yeah, as we always say, it's January 20th. Everything just yeah. closed down yesterday. So there and is I, so much time. You know, I, I never say never, but I will I will definitely be a very hard sale on this deal. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, when we, you know, one of the things that we try to always do is talk to our educators about the importance of reaching out to their legislator, you mm -hmm. know, and a lot of members get intimidated by the process. What would you tell them, you know, if you're trying to reassure them that that is a really important conversation to have, you know? Um, I would, you know, I would say that really pay attention before they have conversations, pay attention to what, I mean, if you're putting things on social media and that kind of thing, um, pay attention to that, uh, pay attention to your rhetoric that, and, and I'm not gonna say that the rhetoric's not deserved. I, I'm not gonna say that, but, um, you know, bef before you have that, because I know that, legislators know whether they get on social media or not and how much or whatever they know the ones that have put things on there uh probably you know could be negative of course towards them so i would watch that but hey i would just say um you know just just be honest and open and cordial and respectful um and and go about it that way. And, and then I'd also say that, well, no, I'm not going to say that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I got to bite my tongue sometimes. <laughs> but do you, hey, how do you prefer uh, your constituents to contact you? What's the best way? Do you prefer phone calls or emails or uh, personal contact? What, what do you prefer? Well, um, if it's about an issue, I like, I like email so okay. that, so that I can look at the email and see the issue. Whereas in a conversation, I might miss something or ah. I'm trying to relay that to someone else. I might get it all wrong. Mm -hmm. So I like to start with an email and then after that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say every time because I'm sure I've missed some. I, I usually will follow up with a phone call 
um, with my constituents. So it's important uh, for them to tell you, I'm a constituent. I'm I'm your constituent. Yes, and yeah. yes, and 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 you know whether it's a teacher or a parent of a public school, or, I mean the school age kids, let let them know, hey, I uh, you know I, I'm a teacher at Bing High School at Ada High School or Roth Elementary or whatever you know, and uh, or I have kids in this school, um, so that so that they know, okay, this is a constituent. Yeah. Yeah. And then just overall, what other committees do you serve on? Or, or just what do you serve on in the House? Well, okay, I, uh, I'm chair of transportation. Uh, I've been the vice chair for four, for four years. And I um, appreciate Speaker McCall's confidence in me to, to move me, to go ahead and bump me up to the chair since Avery Fricks uh, ran for Congress. And um, so appreciative of that. Have learned a lot about transportation um enjoy it i mean obviously it's uh it's vital um and then i sit on the common ed committee and then i'm also on the appropriation and budget education committee uh and then this year i'm i'm glad that i'm on higher ed and, and career tech on that committee so uh looking forward to serving under representative anthony moore in that committee oh okay yeah. Yeah, higher, you know, higher ed is so important right now. And uh, of all the, the uh, you know, P12 has taken, you know, is, is you know, for our, our funding and stuff is difficult, but higher ed has really taken a hit on their funding over the years. And I don't think people realize that. No, and um, we're, we haven't, I, I don't feel like we've replenished, obviously, what, what all had been taken out of yeah, higher ed. Yeah. We, we hadn't done a, a good job to replenish that. So hopefully we will, you know, Hey, their, their teachers need a, need a pay increase. Yeah. I mean, yep. You know, they compete with, with public schools mm -hmm. for teachers because you can go, you can go make more money at, you know, right. public school than you can in, in university a lot of times. Well, I know that's okay. that's the case here at East Central University. In Central, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Representative Jones, we were thrilled to see your name on the those committee list again, and we were thrilled to see your support pay raise and learn more about what other initiatives you'll be pushing this session. And we appreciate you because you're approachable and you will always listen and you always provide really just honest feedback and. So I want to thank you for that too. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I I, I don't know any other way to do it, really. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I appreciate well, you guys. Again. I, I appreciate uh, y'all's work and your advocacy for for our public schools, for our teachers and our students, and um, you know, I I appreciate what you guys do. Well, let's just take some time and catch up with Catherine. Oh, Ellen, I uh, I get so excited. I am such a legislative nerd. I get so excited when the legislative session starts up. I know you're like, oh, great. No, I love <laughs> so, it too. So, um, you know, last night, 
uh, we had two, our first two civication dinners. And I was so sad because I had a touch of the stomach bug all week long Uh. and nobody wants me at a dinner (laughs) uh, knowing that I've had that. And so I was really sad that I wasn't, because I was planning on going to Tulsa. I know Vice President Elledge was in Duncan, but we had a great turnout. Oh my gosh. I I was fortunate enough to go to Tulsa. We had 50 people in attendance, which was just amazing. And then Tyler and Carrie went to Duncan and had about 30 people there. So amazing turnout this year. So you know what that meant? There were 80 people that were having one-on-one conversations with legislators, building those relationships, getting to know them, getting a, those legislators are going to remember those faces Mm -hmm. and who they talked with. And because I know in Tulsa, they like had, you guys had tables. And so you had like a legislator at a table so they could have those conversations. And that's what we want. We don't, uh, all the civication dinners that we did last year were so amazing to do and go to. Um, But it was, it wasn't about the legislators getting up and talking at us. They were listening. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is really important. And I think they're they're going to be so big this year. I'm ex- I yeah, it yeah. really it kicked off well, and I'm yeah. looking forward to and I'm, many more. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. We haven't had a a COVID surge. That you know that was what happened last year in January. Then we had all the snow, and so I'm just I'm just like bowing down to the weather gods, and um and and everybody get boosted. That's yeah. why I said everybody get boosted. <laughs> well, and I was looking at last year's <laughs> sign up, and every single one I'd have to like put you know, Duncan, and it would have to have an asterisk because that yeah. was their second one that I tried to schedule. And then if there was a, you know, little carrot, that means that was the third one that I had to reschedule yeah. and not this year, yeah. Catherine. Yeah, no, we're not. We're, we're just, just doing it normal. And, you know, the great thing is about doing the majority of them, we've got some in February, but trying to schedule those on a Thursday when they're, you know, they're headed back home. And it's early in the legislative session. So, because I remember some last year, I was so disappointed. Like we had one, and it was like the deadline day and they were at the Capitol till like midnight. So they weren't, but what was interesting, that was the night of the voucher bill. Yep. Remember that? We were there. And we were there and we were, everybody at the dinner was watching it on their phones. And you we tried were, to get it on the big screen. Yes. We tried to even get it on the big screen in the <laughs> that's little how nerdy room, we are. <laughs> the room that we were in. But that's about engaging our members in this process, which mm-hmm. is so important that, you know, you don't, unfortunately educators don't get to walk in their classroom or their their office or in their school buildings and just shut the doors that we have to be involved in this process because everything that is decided over there affects us Mm -hmm. everything from the funding and i don't think people realize the funding the curriculum you teach the standards that you have the uh, resources that we receive to go into the funding formula so it's so much important work and and where the power is is our members mm-hmm. talking to their legislators personally talking to their legislators and um, not just that email that you know how we don't do the we try really hard not to do the big email blast but we want to be personal and to do that so how many i know next week do we have any coming up next week so there are four scheduled for next week. Wow. Um, Northeast A is on Monday night in Vanita. In Vanita at the Pizza Hut. Pizza I Hut. love it. I'll be there. <laughs> I will too. Oh, good. Um, and then we have Northwest B, OKC B, and Southeast A are all on Thursday night. Yeah. I know that the OKC B one is mm-hmm. already full. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just, you know, capped out at yeah. the room space that is available. The other thing I was going to say is that Sometimes we don't have legislators there, like you yeah, said. Yeah. And 
And we still have incredible conversations because it's a really great opportunity for us as staff to hear from our members about how these issues impact them and also questions they may have for us to like walk through, hey, this is actually what this bill looks yeah. like. So. You know, OKCB is, um, that zone, because we have zones, is Putnam City, Bethany, Western Heights. But we have three other zones in the Oklahoma City metro area. So if you can't make it to one of that, like on Thursday, we're going to have other ones mm-hmm. that are going to, so watch our watch our website, um, be sure to go on there and register. That lets us know so we can make sure that we have um, enough seating for everybody. And then we do, there are times where we're going to have to, like this one, we're going to have to close at OKCB because we're at capacity and certain restaurants can only hold us so much. But we want you to come out and have a fabulous dinner and uh, the, just there's nothing better than food, fellowship, and, and, and just getting to talk to your fellow colleagues as well. And so I noticed that last year too because they were like, oh, wow. And so... Um, make sure that you take the time. And then, and then when do, when does our capital, um, civication at the capital start? That's like February 27th and 28th yeah, is our that, kickoff. That Tuesday, yes. right? And so, um, the session starts on, cause the Monday is not a Monday. It's like the next February 6th is the state of the state. state. And Mm -hmm. that at noon is really when session kicks off. But that's the time that the governor gives his kind of overview of his priorities. Yeah. Just really looking forward to that one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, To see what uh, I'm not going to be surprised. I don't think we'll be surprised with anything that he says. So I think it'll be exactly what he said last year. And um, but to see what Senator Pugh has already rolled out and that there's, there's really, I was so surprised, you know, when we were talking with Ivy, I was just so surprised at things that we have been talking about forever. It feels like that somebody is listening Mm -hmm. and it's not just OEA and our 30,000 members across the state. It is administrators that are saying these same things. It is, you know, all our, our, parents our plaque our Mm -hmm. PLACs that have been talking about this so it is you know to me this just shows that they do listen Mm -hmm. and that they are willing to craft some legislation Uh, I was doing a quick little math in my head um, that doesn't happen often Mm -hmm. but it did it will be five years this March through the legislative session so say April Mm -hmm. five years since 2018. Wow. Five years since the last major pay raise. And so, you know, this has, and I know we're going to see other bills that have pay raises, but it can't be every five years. Nope. We cannot do that. And so we've got to create a sustainable revenue source to continue to build. Because when the minute, what happened last time, the minute we passed that pay raise, all the surrounding states said, oh, no, and they just bumped it up, and it's going to happen. And so we need to keep that competitive pay. But to know that 40000 a starting pay is great. Mm-hmm. And But I love at the end of the salary schedule, was it five or 6000 6000 That really, you know, so if you're looking at wanting to kind of hang on there for three more years <laughs> for retirement, that and, but that just shows the importance of it's not just about attracting it's about retaining. Absolutely. And so great. I do, I'm really looking forward to this legislative session. We're going to, we're going to have, um, I'm, I'm not going to be a Pollyanna and say, we're going to, every piece is going to be great because I know we're going to have some battles mm-hmm. and, but 
think about these relationships that when those battles come, they have those relationships, they pick up the phone, they have those conversations, and because they have been talking about what's happening in their schools and happening in their districts. So uh, I am just, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. All right. I'm, I'm sort of pumped with you. <laughs> so, I, but, you know, I get to walk over the Capitol and come back. Um, <laughs> and, and Ellen and Ivy and Tyler are just like, don't leave us. <laughs> well, we want to thank Ivy Riggs and Representative Ronnie Johns for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcasts at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education. <laughs> <laughs>